I just asked, I need you to know our friendship um, hangs in the balance here. I just said no wars broke out. And we're about to, <laughs> five seconds later, it's about to break out. Welcome back to another episode of Romancing the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. And this week, we are back with the Immortals After Dark book. We're almost, almost done with the series, guys. We have, what? I know. Seven books left, I think. Yeah. And we read Dreams of a Dark Warrior by Cressley Cole, which is Regan's book. It is Declan Chase's book. It is fiery, it is delicious, it is dark. I will let Seth talk about it and not do your job. Uh, okay. What is this book about, Seth? So, um, basically, this book starts off with 12-year-old itty-bitty Reagan who left Valhalla to follow Lu- Lucia, which we've already known about since Lucia's book. And then she comes across Aiden, who's a Viking warrior, who is trying to earn Ohala. Um, to become an immortal berserker. Um, and then he recognizes little Reagan as a kind of mate, I guess. He grow like, she grows up, and then she earns her immortality, like, and then she ends up sleeping with Aiden, but then, um, he ends up dying right after, and, um, they believe it to be a curse, and then he gets reincarnated quite often. I think it's, like, his fifth time when he becomes Declan Chase, and, um... We already know Declan Chase as the leader of the Order, which is a human organization that wants to, you know, remove the creatures of the lore. Um, And yeah, he is Aiden. He's her lover reincarnated for the fifth time. And um, yeah, Reagan is justifiably, you know, feeling betrayed um, because she gets captured by him um, and he stabs her. um, And Aiden never would have hurt her before. And she recognizes Declan as Aiden right away. Um, and then it just continues on with, like, her trying to convince him that he's Aiden because she thinks that if he believes that, you know, he's Aiden and, you know, Reagan was his mate, um, that he would let her go, let her and her friends go. And then, yeah, I mean, we find out Declan is a pretty brutal character. He's done a lot of things. He does a lot of things in this book. Um, starting with torturing all the characters in there, um, even tortured Reagan, despite, you know, feeling sick afterwards. Um, and yeah, you find out that he's, he's been through a lot though. Um, you know, he's brutal, his family was brutally massacred by, um, creatures of the lore. Uh, they were awful that, you know, they feasted on his skin and it, it sounded disgusting. Um. But yeah, anyways, they end up getting caught by his commanding officer, Webb. Um, And he's kind of like a father figure of sorts for Declan. And being caught with Reagan was, you know, not the best thing that could happen to him. And because of that, he ends up going on a, a mission. And then by the time he comes back, he realizes... Actually, no, he takes some drugs and he gets knocked out. But during that time... Um, 
things happen to Reagan that cannot really be taken back, which is... That's like 70% of the way through in the book. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? That's not the setup of the book. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is a setup of like their reconciliation, which is like a big yeah. chunk of the story. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> but anyways, fine. She gets vivisected, and then Declan is, you know, Declan. Fine, go, do your thing. I feel like that pretty much sums up what I wanted to say anyways. Um. All right, Alice, what did you think of this book? I loved it. You oh, did. yay. I did. I loved it. Um, It did feel a little bit longer, like long. Like, a little excessively long. Um, but I loved it. Um, though I do feel like Reagan was more tame compared to her character in other, in other books. Mm. I don't know if you guys felt like that. But she just felt more... I don't know. Like, her attitude. Like, she felt more crass and more out there in other books. And in this one, I don't know. I felt like she was more tame. Maybe because she was captured yeah. and tortured. I feel like where it worked at least for me, where it worked with Regan, like, her change is what didn't work for Caro, for me. Like, really? I don't know, because Caro was kind of similar, where she was, like, the life of the party, and then suddenly you get to her book, and she's now very serious. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because we've had Regan around for longer, um, or I don't, I don't know what it was, but I think it's kind of interesting how a lot of these... Um, Valkyries that are seen as like the life of the party oftentimes it's like all fake it's kind of like a facade or like they're yeah. pretending to be a certain way or because like Reagan said like no one knows that I have well besides Lucia I think no one knows that I haven't had sex in 200 years mm-hmm. but everyone thinks I'm like this girl that goes around and like parties every weekend or whatever so yeah I, it's kind of interesting how you think that the Valkyries are all very close and know each other really well, but they don't necessarily trust each other that much or they don't open up to each other that much. Yeah. Um, but that's besides the point. All of this to say that something in the change with Regan's character worked for me in a way that Caro's didn't. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> so did you like this book then, Marge? Oh, uh, was were you done? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I really did. It delivered for me. I was really scared that it wouldn't mm-hmm. or yes. I don't know, but it really did and like at some points which we can discuss later on, there were some parts of the story that had me a little bit nervous with where they could go mm-hmm. in the sense that um I was like, for these characters, I really need the story to go in a certain direction and I need them to realize certain things and for the author to not just go, yeah, though, that's fine. And thank God she didn't go that. I'm talking about mostly like Aiden as a character and like Reagan's attachment to him versus like Declan and like how, because I really don't think that Aiden was good for her. And so... I, I was really nervous at certain points in the story that, like, Aiden was always going to be painted as, like, the perfection or, like, the model that Declan should aspire to become. Mm-hmm. Or 
And I was like, oh, I don't want that because like to me, Eden in the in those first two chapters, if he shows anything is that he never really appreciated Reagan for who she was. And he, he wanted her to on a pedestal. smutter her like yeah. her as, as a, her personality, who she is, what she wants, her desires. And I was like, oh, I really hope that we're not going there. And like, thank God we didn't, which really made this book like n- next level for me because I was like, OK, yeah. I'm fully on board with this ship. I yeah. So, you no, know, yeah, I loved it. I did. The emotions was there. The darkness was there. It wrapped up really cute. And it made me love a lot of characters. And it made me love Nyx even more. I know! Nyx is the OG man. I love (laughs) Nyx. So, yeah. What about you, Seth? Um, Okay. You girls knew that this was the book um, that made me want to restart the series. So, basically, I'd read book one a while ago. Like, I don't even know, 2014, I don't know. Anyways, it was a while ago um, before I did my first read-through of the whole series. Um, And I realized um, that this book had reincarnation in it, and that is one of my biggest tropes. Like, I love that trope so much, and I can barely find books on it or even movies on it or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I was really excited to get to this book. And reading it the first time, I loved it. And reading it, I don't know how many times. I've read this book quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I love this book. It's literally one of my favorite books ever in this whole series. I think in general, in like the all the books, this is one of my favorite books. I just, yeah, I just loved it. I loved the characters. I loved the way the story went. I loved how dark it was and it wasn't afraid to get dark. It wasn't afraid to do things that could be questionable, things that could, you know, potentially end relationships uh, if it was another author or another series. Um, hmm. Yeah, I just really, really enjoyed everything about this book. And my man, Lothair. Yeah, Lothair was definitely a big presence in this book, for sure. Yeah. But he did not, he did not eclipse my man Declan, though. No, which I no, appreciate. I mean, you know, Declan was... Yeah. I have things to say about those two. <laughs> I will keep that for later. <laughs> Does this have to do with your fan fiction that you wanted to write in your head? It might. It might. <laughs> Is this... Are you going to write a fan fiction? Is this gonna no? Just, just in, in my head. head. Oh, in my okay. head, I had um, some unconventional ships going on. <laughs> I also liked how it started off kind of like a fairy tale, like the very mm. the, oh, the yeah. prologue and then the ending. Like you know, I really love that. I just like Declan's character was just so great for me. I love tortured characters. I feel like I've said it a couple times before with some of the previous books in the series like I really appreciate um Cressley Cole's like how she's not afraid to make her characters unlikable for a while yes Mm -hmm. and like it was true for some of the previous books but certainly not to the extent in this book like I feel like in this book she really started taking risks with her characters Mm mm-hmm um, cause like Declan, he does some messed up things. Yeah. He really does. And somehow, somehow she, she pulls through, like she makes him lovable or likable exactly. or, um, you know, makes, makes you feel compassion for that type of man. And in the end you're like, yeah, I mean, I'd, I would rather Declan than Aiden. <laughs> So, I don't know how she does it, but she did it, you know? And, like, yeah, the book is longer, but it made sense. Like, I feel like that was needed. Plus, like, there's so much action in this book, in this book, guys. Like, yeah, I feel like from start to finish, but especially the second half of the book is, like, intense. Yeah. 
nonstop like planes crashing, demons <laughs> coming. Uh, Declan, uh, uh, Reagan, her stomach is all open, or like they need to remove her stitches, and now she's dying, and like yeah. Declan needing to feed Lothair, and like <laughs> it's like it's constant in this book. Yeah, and, and Malcolm killing Declan. Hello, was that Loved was it. that scene in their book? No, I don't think that that scene was in the book in in Malcolm's book, right? That's no, no, no. Remember, um, his book ended with them planning to go the next day to get everyone. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was like, Malcolm, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, Malcolm didn't know any better. I mean, like, how was he supposed to know Reagan was gonna fall in love with him? Ask questions. All right. I was like, Cressley Cole knew what she was doing by putting that scene in the next book and not in his book, because yeah. I was like. I would have hated him, probably. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) for sure. What are you doing? (laughs) And he felt so bad, poor little thing. I know, he's so adorable. (laughs) And he's like, but like, what? I was was dying, it was so cute. Yeah. He really thought he was doing something great there. And then like, they had, like, I just thought it was so funny because like, imagine being Caro and Malcolm and I forgot who else was there. um, And just seeing like, you have uh, Reagan, and then you have Natalia, and then you have Brander, and then you have Thad, and then you have Lothair of all people. They're, like, kind of protecting Declan, and it was just, yeah. Uh, right. I have a question for you. First of all, what did you think of those first few chapters? Well, I guess the prologue. In um, It, it was a very long prologue, might I say. But, yes. Uh, the, the, that prologue between Aiden and um, Reagan... That's my first question. And then my second question is, what did you think of the decision not to have their first time on page? What do you think that meant? Wasn't their first time on page? It wasn't really. It was kind of fade to black and not really explained. In the prologue, she might have revisited at some point in the story. What but the I... prologue was when she goes to his camp when she's younger, right? And she yeah. looks for him well, and tries and to get... Throughout, is like that... all the way to when Until he dies. Until his death. It's, like, really long. It was, like, 80 minutes in the audiobook. Yeah, no, it was long. It was, I think it was, like, over 30-something pages in the actual book. Um, I honestly think that they showed them having sex. I unless think so. Because why would mm-hmm. I write that down? So then you're probably right. Maybe they showed a lot of, like, their foreplay. Unless my, my, my speed was, like, it was so fast that it felt like they didn't have sex. <laughs> Um, so, okay, wait, sorry, your question is, I missed it totally, because I was thinking about them. Okay, first of all, what do you think of the prologue, of all that time that's spent between Aiden and Reagan, and how that ends, and, like, their relationship, how it develops? Like, did you, from the get-go, have feelings, either bad or good, towards Aiden, and, like, what he, how he was with Reagan? I think from, I liked Aiden from the beginning. You did? Yeah, like, I didn't have any issues with him. Really? I don't know. Yeah, what about you, Seth? Did you have um, any? For me, I didn't really, I didn't get invested at all with his character because, you know, I, like, it was a, you know, it was a prologue, it was a flashback. I didn't really get that invested. I mean, from the get-go, you can tell that, you know, he's a very alpha character. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, like, their relationship, again, I didn't really get invested because, like you said, he put her on a pedestal and Reagan even remarked, like, she wasn't even really, like, put onto the battlefield and, like, things like that. And... I think it was done on purpose in the sense where, like, maybe Cressy Cole didn't want you to get invested with them. And also, I like that it was a gigantic flashback because mm-hmm. I don't 
I don't really like reading flashbacks in books. Mm-hmm. And um, I like that it was all done at one point. And then, of course, like, later on you get, like, a few chapters, but they're more or less dreams for Declan. And they're, like, you know, a few pages and then you're done. Um, yeah. So I like that it was done that way because I feel like at the end of the day we do need, like, we did need the story of Aiden and Reagan. Like, we did need it in order to fully make it through the story, I think. It was done really well in the sense where it was, like, one and done. Like, we had it, and then it was done. I feel like, for me, it was it was important because I, at least for me, how I read it is I saw two major red flags from the start with Aiden's character. One of them being the fact that he didn't want Reagan to go and fight, even though she yeah. wanted it, and he knew how much she wanted it, and, like, how it's just in her nature as a Valkyrie. Like, they're made to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one being that Reagan never said I love you because yeah. she couldn't. And and yeah. so I was like, okay, so there's definitely something here and I wanted to know why. I don't yeah. know if that was ever really explained. Plus, like, I have a question for you as far as, like, so they explained that each of his reincarnations are a part of Aiden. So what part, like, I have an answer, but what part of Declan... Or what part of Aiden do you think Declan was? Um, I think they said it. It was, like, something about, like, his pain and his darkness or something like that. Like, he was, like, he embodied his hatred and pain, I think. Because how I saw it by the end, especially when Declan says, like, when he he gets all the memories and he's, like, Aiden is just a part of me. I'm, I'm not a part of him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there was something different about this reincarnation that the others didn't have in the sense that he wasn't just a part of Aiden. It was like things were writing themselves in the sense that now Declan is his own person just with yeah. some of the memories of the past as opposed to being just an embodiment of Aiden. I took that as, okay, so from the beginning, obviously we know Aiden gets reincarnated and he becomes like all these other people. Um, but, like, he obviously at the end takes them over. I think, um, Odin, their god, fully knew what he was doing and was like, you know what, I'm gonna make him reincarnate, reincarnate, so that he reaches those 200 battles, so he earns his Ohala and becomes immortal. And I think he knew, like, at that point that the mate for his daughter would be Declan. So he made it so that would happen. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. I think that Reagan never could have fallen in love with Aiden nor any of his reincarnations, only Declan. Yeah, because he wasn't her and match. So that's why I don't think that Declan is yeah. a reincarnation like the other ones. He's his own person, just with the, the, the background info of previous bodies he, like, has inhabited, if yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> because I think all of them, like, all of her past lovers, her, his past reincarnations, um, they all come together to make Declan, I think. And, like, Declan... Because of his experiences, he was able to be that match for Reagan of today's world, I think, because of, like, everything that's happened and because of how much he's grown as a person and because he's a warrior and because, you know, he knows what it feels like to not be on the battlefield. So I think he was created and molded to be Reagan's true match, and that's the only time she was able to actually feel that love. But also, Aiden, like, his presence was smothering both Reagan, but also all of these past, all the the reincarnations that followed. Because the second that they remember 
they're gone. Suddenly they're just Aiden. So it's like mm-hmm. they themselves yeah. can't even overpower what he is. So Declan is the only one who yeah. was able, to, who had a, enough power of his own, yeah. Yeah. enough of a personality and a presence that he could uh, overpower Aiden and not just become Aiden. So that was that was really interesting and important. So my question then, do you think the reason he was o- able to overpower Aiden is because of like his training with the Order and like his mentality that he, I guess, comprised during this time on Earth, like during this like incarnation of him? Like, do you think if Declan wasn't strong enough, Aiden for sure would overpower Declan and then he would be immortal and then he would end up with Regan? I didn't think about that in that way, but that's possible. I think it could be both that, but also just um, destiny, I guess. Destiny wanted it that yeah. way. Nyx foresaw that Declan would be the right one and Aiden could never. But Nyx also said at the end when she was talking to um, Declan that she had to let those things happen so that he would become Regan's perfect match. So if Nyx, Nyx didn't let that happen, do you think... Declan would be here today. Well, not here, but I mean in the story. <laughs> well, it's clear Declan needed to be the person he became for them to get yeah. to the point where they are. In order to so overpower So I guess Aiden. in a sense, yes. Probably yeah. what he's gone through is part of the reason why in the end he's so different from the other ones that came before. Why in the end he still okay. is Declan Chase and not just Aiden, whatever the frick his name was. Aiden, what is shit? What's his name? Aiden the... No. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, yes. Aiden. We don't... We like Declan Chase. Okay, I have another question. So do you think the curse was real then? The whole, like, if they sleep together, he dies instantly? Because as soon as they had sex as Declan and Regan, he literally got stabbed. And the only reason he was saved was because, you know, he reached the 200 battles and... But wasn't, wasn't... Wasn't Reagan the one that was cursed, or she was the one that said, like, she was the one that's cursed, not him? She thought she was cursed, yeah. But I'm talking about, like, a curse in general. Because, like, they always ended up dying as soon as they had sex. And Mm. Declan got stabbed right after they had sex. I don't know. Because it's... I don't know. Right? Because I was thinking about it last night when I was writing my notes, and I was like, so wait, was there actually a curse then? Because he died right after. Well, supposed to die right after. Because oftentimes in this series when you think there's a curse turns out there wasn't really a curse all this time and it's just your own fear that is the curse like but you're right I mean he did get stabbed right after I don't know it's 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 difficult Mm. it's difficult I don't know like did Nyx put that into place (laughs) who knows I mean she She probably probably could have because it's Nyx I don't know I, I don't know I think to a point, maybe there was, because I remember in the beginning of the story with Aiden and Regan, apparently it was blas- like blasphemy to be sleeping with a daughter of Odin. And maybe it, it could have been a curse. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, don't, I think Aiden, not Aiden, Odin knew what he was doing, but he was sleeping for so long, so I don't know, actually. Well, what makes me think it could have been a real curse is... Maybe when, at the end, Reagan goes to pray to her gods, like her parents, essentially. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if that maybe lifted the curse or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think back now. And I think maybe it was a curse because um, when Aiden realized that he wanted to be with Reagan, he destroyed the uh, the symbol, right? It was like a, a 
uh, I think it was like a prayer mantle or something for Odin. And then, like, he just destroyed the, the symbol of Odin. And then, like, at the end, Reagan is going to pray at, like, another symbol that they have in, like, the Valkyrie uh, estate. And she prays to it. And, like, she begs, obviously, for, like, you know, Declan to be alive and all of that. But then she also feels like a warm brush of air caress her cheek. And then, obviously, I think that was Aiden. Yeah. That's why I think it was Odin maybe forgiving them in that case. Like, maybe Odin, like you said, maybe he put the curse into place because, you know, she left heaven or whatever, wherever they lived <laughs> in the before yeah. times. I want to explore that world. Like, I'm like, what, Valhalla? what in the world? They're, like, in a different dimension. It's just or... so funny because every time I hear of Valhalla, I'm just thinking about Thor and, like, Asgard. And I'm like, is Thor just running around up there? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, also Nyx could have probably had something to do with it because what we find out at the end of this book is that the medallion or whatever that um, Declan has, she gave it to him as a child. I was like, that moment when that's revealed in the book, I was like screaming, I was clapping. I was like, Nyx, you badass. And I love that it was, like, a moment of lucidity for her. And she just, like, looks at him and is, like, yeah, you know, I had to give you that. And you had to go through all Mm -hmm. of that so that you can become the man for Reagan. And I'm, like. Yeah, because you realize, like, you realize that Nyx is not only. Because throughout all the books, she always has something to do with what's going on. She always puts people where she thinks they need to go. But this is, I feel like this book showed that it goes even further than that because sometimes it's little things that she has to put into place and like constantly has to think about so that to, mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. sure that people end up where she wants them to end up like and and you know I'm not gonna lie I have read the next book and so I definitely think <laughs> that this this moment is important for what's to come in the next one for, as far as like Nick's yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it gives you a different perspective of her, like a more in-depth uh, overview of like just how much she's doing for this world. Poor gal needs a vacation. <laughs> she needs a demon boyfriend to like spend some of that energy on. Like just relax. <laughs> a bat. I love that she has her bat. Like her bat's just like chilling. Oh, the bat. I love it. I love the bat. So yeah. cute. How did you think about, okay, I'm jumping ahead now, but how did you feel about um, Lothair and Nyx? I mean, like, obviously you already know about it, um, Marge, but I mean, in terms of, like, S, like, you know, with the whole reveal, like, how he's, like, she's, like, the white queen and he's, like, the black king and, like, all of that stuff. And then, like, how he says he's the, uh, the master of reaction while she's, like, the master of action and all of that stuff. And I'm, like, yeah. Okay, so quick question. Does she have a bigger role in his book? She always does, does, but she has a bigger presence in his book. What did you think? Did you see that coming? Like Lothair and and Nyx knowing each other or or seemingly knowing each other quite well? No, no, I didn't. Yeah, and he knows her real, her full name is Phoenix and no one else knew it. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. I was like, okay, something is a brewing here. Yeah. (laughs) I have questions. (laughs) And then uh, I will keep my thoughts for myself because I may or may not have um, more uh, unconventional ships. 
in my head that Steph is going to kill me for. <laughs> if you shipped NYX and La Fair, um, literally everyone thought they were going to be a thing. Up yeah. until, like, the announcement of his book. So, I, I could see it. Okay. <laughs> that book is batshit crazy. The setup for that book's S. Jump is into it? it right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I made the mistake, or maybe it was, like, a great thing. Maybe it was a great decision to not read the blurb. So, I just went in not mm-hmm. knowing what the hell to expect. And I was like, oh, my God, Crestlicole. How do you think of these plots? <laughs> yeah. I'm excited now. Okay. Okay, so, okay, question. You know how, was Lothair a big, him helping Aiden, I mean, Declan, he gave him his blood, right? Yeah. Or to kind of make him mortal. So he, that was a big role for him, right? In order for Declan to be, did that come into play or was I... Uh, Well, it doesn't in the end because Declan turned out to... You know, he was, like, blessed with the Valhalla, whatever. Like, so in the end, he didn't need the blood. Like, he was going to come back to life anyway. He couldn't die. But uh, do we want to get into my fan fiction? I mean, uh, yeah. yes, I would love to. Let's, let's hear what your fan fiction is. Can I, okay, can I just say that I was shipping them? <laughs> I knew it! Lothair and Declan had some serious yeah. sexual tension between them. I was like, holy hell, these two men could have, they could have, okay? They yeah. could have. And when Declan um, was um, feeding Lothair, like when Lothair was feeding off of him, Lothair was hard. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, no offense, Reagan. Like I love you, and I like this ship too. But like I was like, I could have, I could have. You know, I wouldn't be mad if these two messed up men had ended up together because there sure were some sparks. Lothair's too vain. He looked. He took one look at Duckland and was like, "Ew, scars." Actually, that's but disgusting. then he drinks his blood and he gets the memories from what happened to Declan. And like Lothair was feeling a little bit bad. All right, like you could tell he was. Well, because he was experiencing it himself. Well, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I love when Declan was like, fucking choke on them. <laughs> so I'm just saying, the, the energy in the room was there. It was palpable, and I was feeling it. Yeah. So Agreed. that was that was my, my head cannon. <laughs> but is that a thing with vampires when they suck, like, they get hard? Or is this just, like, a reaction that he had to Declan? I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler alert, but by that point, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess you saw Lothair could get hard. What does that mean for Lothair? Yeah. So he's blooded. Yeah already yeah that's so there's that <laughs> so is that so the ring has a huge it's a huge thing in his book then yeah. right oh Both yeah it may or may not have something to do with that i don't know do you because like i don't know if you <laughs> what what really struck me is that in this book we finally start to get a little bit of well first of all lothair has a lot of povs in this book which is definitely yes. new yeah, for the series yeah. like he he was a like the third POV, which we, we don't really get. Um, no. But also we start seeing that he's actually working towards something and like it's not necessarily to take over the world, although that can be argued as well. But <laughs> he starts talking <laughs> about a her. And I was like, who? <laughs> and an end game. Yeah, yeah. So what was, I have a question. What was the deal with him? If he was, I think it was her name, was Portia? Was it Portia or em- Emberin? Who's he that? ends up betraying them, right? So he, okay, what happens um, is he takes Declan there because the 
the bad side, they want him and they want to kill him. So he takes them thinking, sorry, takes him thinking he'll get the, the hand so that he could like skedaddle out of the island. Um, but then the finger to print doesn't work. So he then betrays Emberine and Portia to rejoin forces with Regan and co. And then, yeah. Because he just wants to get off the island. He makes them think that he's going to betray the others, but turns out he's betraying them and then uh, uh-huh. telling the others. Oh, okay, because that part was a but little bit But it's because confusing. it was only because he got betrayed. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure if that hand worked, he would be out. He would not be helping Declan. Claire is such a messed up human being. Like, the way his brain works. <laughs> I, yeah. I love it. I was dying, though, um, when he asked... Uh, chase for salt he's like put salt in my my cell yeah and then Declan's like salt like what are you gonna do with salt and then you know it comes into play later but yeah yeah because I was wondering I was like what about that salt <laughs> like what happened to that salt and then it turned up again in the next book and I was like this oh, man's he filling his it. pockets with That's salt <laughs> he used it in this book right I remember he threw it at some creatures is it in this book or the next no one? in this book in, in this book, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, Dreams of a Dark Warrior. He, whenever the Wen- Wendigos or Wendigos, mm-hmm. I don't know how you pronounce it, when they were attacking, he got scratched and bit. He rubbed the salt on them and then he's like to everyone else. So if you want to know, salt works on these bites and scratches. Quick question. Um, Thaddeus, does he get a book? I went to look at the, and I didn't see. He not get a book yet. Right I think not yet. he will sooner or later, just not yet. I think he's a little young yeah. still, but yeah. I'm intrigued. His whole storyline with like the cougar yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I was like, shit, he's only 17. Is this not illegal? Yeah. Oh, she didn't know. I know. Because she was interested in him and then she, she found out <laughs> he was 17. He's only 17 and she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then she goes for the the friend whatever his name Brand, is like, brander and then i love brander, she's like yeah. he zagged and i zigged or something like that and she's like yeah, yeah. we just never we never meshed well <laughs> and don't they don't they do that again and she's like we zagged and he zigged again and we we're like oh, just we just not, parted ways to be. <laughs> yeah can I just say the humor again? Like, I don't know. Cressy Cole just does it so well. And, like, the way it just really, it embodies the characters. Like, the humor really matches Reagan's personality. And I just, like, I live for it, man. Like, okay, so I have this one line that I couldn't stop laughing at. Like, I had to put my book down and just laugh for, like, a good minute. Um, so it was when she was in the cell. Like, I think she had just gotten into the cell. And it was when Fegley or Fagley or whatever the heck his name is, a nasty man, when he ends up, like, inspecting her, like, just through the glass. Um, so, yeah. So, when the warden appeared outside their cell, he ogled Reagan's bared mid- midriff. Gross. Whenever men leered at her, Reagan tended to leer back. She canted her head on the floor, turning it one way, then the other. And then she says, I finally understand what a dicky do is. Your gut does stick out more than your dicky do. <laughs> <laughs> I really could not stop laughing. We're going to go in a completely different um, direction now. Okay. But I really liked how she portrayed um, Declan's addiction. Yes. In the book. It was really interesting. Like how um, it's used as a way. And I feel like we've had a book on the podcast before where it was similar. Where it was like it was used as a way to... Um, 
temper his uh like his his, his true self mm-hmm. like sort of yeah. um not tame himself but like well i mean when he was younger it was like he was just doing heroin because yeah you know <laughs> but, he, no he was doing it for a purpose well yes but the new drugs like the the drugs that he was taking later on it was to try to like hide his speed or like his needs yeah. his she- sexual drive yeah. etc like all that stuff yeah. what book did we read that had that wasn't it your guys's steampunk book wasn't that oh yeah, something? yeah it was um kiss of steel no my memory was a woman who was doing that okay then oh no it's holly it wasn't drugs but she was trying to like hide away what she really was remember holly like how she's trying to be human and like she wasn't having sex with anyone yeah she was too powerful powerful, and like that was scaring her and like that whole did she take something for that no, she no, didn't. She, no, yes. That's, that's oh, where I was okay, wrong. Okay. But, like, because I was, like, I know we've had a female before that, like, had that same issue of, like, trying to hide mm-hmm. what she really is. And that has, like, repercussions as far as, like, mental and, like, physical repercussions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but, okay. So, Declan is doing the same, but with drugs. But, yeah, I mean, I just, I just thought it was really interesting. And then it was really heartbreaking how... Ultimately, like, it's in part why he didn't know that Reagan was going to get um, vivisected. Because I know. Because he was high off his ass, <laughs> like, off to dreamland. Yeah. That was really that sad. Was... Like, how he wakes up and he realizes what happened and Reagan thinks that he um, asked yeah. for it. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. even so much more, like, sad when he watches the video and he sees her, like, suffering and, like, begging him to stop it and like yeah. she ends up like cursing all of them and then he finally sees her cry and like we know Reagan is like a strong girl like she doesn't really cry but like this broke mm-hmm. her yeah mm. oh it, it makes really my chest hurt it really did and she wasn't shining anymore that broke yeah. my heart when she stopped <laughs> glowing yeah yeah and he he it broke his heart he was like she's not sh- like she's no longer radiating this is yeah. awful Regan the Radiant must, like, be brought back to normal. No, and, like, I just, uh, it just crushed me. And then, like, we we see Regan as, you know, as a strong character, but then all of a sudden, like, she kind of reverts into herself and she is, like, this quiet, um, someone that doesn't really fight back up until, you know, like, a certain point. Like, obviously, she starts fighting back again and, like, she starts glowing again. But I think, like, what really needed to happen, and I'm happy it did, um, Declan seeing the consequences of his actions, like seeing what happens actually. And like when he saw what Reagan was going through when she was vivisected and like when they had to pull out the wire from her chest, like I loved that that scene was in there. Yes, for angst, but also because he needed to see how awful they, they were treated and how awful, you know, things were for the creatures of the lore. The scene... Oh my god. I, the the scene I think out of all of them that hit me the most in the feels, I felt it. I felt the angst is when uh I don't remember exactly where they are, maybe next to a lake or something. It might be just before they have sex for the first time or something and um he's like kill me then. Like he screams at her, like kill me. Like why won't you do it? Like just I'm like I have nothing left. Like I've done horrible things. I deserve to die. Just kill me right now. 
I was like, oh my god, that clip. Yeah, no, that was in the rain after she healed from the vivisection. And then I love when she's like, you don't even deserve that or something like that. And I was like, Reagan! But you really felt how he had nothing left. I know. You know, like he knew what he had done. He knew what was to come for him. Like just a grim future of just more pain more suffering and he was just like end it for me please like I beg you like he wanted to die in that moment I was like oh my god and like not just for her he wanted to die for himself which was even more heartbreaking because it just hit me it hit one question I had another one I seem to have questions a lot um so did you find Declan's journey to acceptance of the lore and also slowly starting to like people of the lore did you find that whole journey for Declan believable oh yeah especially after the whole vivid vivid what is it vivisection yeah that and then him accepting to give blood to Lothair so that he would help them um him uh you know fully accepting that he was going to die in that plane uh you know because he was the only one that was still human or human yeah um yeah, it's, 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 no, I, I, I thought it was really believable. And like, in the end, I really liked how when his quote unquote father, who was really not a father figure, let's yeah. be real, but you know, um, when he was like, oh, you can still help us. Like, I'll still accept you even though you're a berserker, blah, blah, blah. I really loved how Declan was like, no, you are the enemy. Now. Yeah. Like, I'll let you go. But if you come for one of us, mm-hmm. I am coming for yeah. you. And I was like, yes, Declan. Yeah. That man ain't shit. That man made you into who you are. Exactly. He saw a frightened, lonely, hurt boy. And he was mm-hmm. like, I can use this to my advantage. He took and advantage. I will make him into a horrible man like myself. Exactly. Yeah. He took advantage of a little little boy. Can that lead into, like, the monster? Yeah. Oh, sure. Like, the whole or- order and web and... I feel like the order is, you know, we we all we often have that like that that sort of like organization that wants to do good or thinks that they're doing good or you know doing things for the right reason, but like they're actually causing a lot of pain. Yeah, and they don't care who they hurt in the process type of thing because like. It was really, because, like, yeah, there are messed up people in the lore who will hurt people. I mean, just look at Lothar, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, has, he, does, he doesn't give a fuck. He will kill people in a sense he doesn't care. Um, but I think it's Reagan that said at some point, like, and I think she was talking to Declan. She was like, there are some of us that are completely innocent. Look at that. Like, he didn't do exactly. anything. He didn't even know he was one of us. And he's now he's in this institution being tortured for what for what he is, that he didn't choose. He was born this way. And so I just think it was interesting, that whole the order thing. Like, I, that's definitely a monster of just... No, I agree. And I think um, they're training. I don't know, maybe at one point in time, maybe the order did you know, hunt down the evil creatures of the lore, but now it's obviously all the immortals that are being hunted, and I don't know if that was original plan or not, but I think it's, like, that that black and white mentality, like, looking at the world in black and white, and also just, like, having those prejudices on the immortals really, yeah, is the monster of the story, and I think Reagan, 
um, talks about it too and how it's like a literal brainwashing. Like Declan was brainwashed into believing that all immortals are evil, all immortals need to die. They are just like, you know, the plague upon the world. And even Declan remarks upon like, you know, as a soldier, you have your duty, like you need to do your duty. And that is to obviously destroy as many creatures of the Lord that you can do. Um, that you can destroy. And then he even remarks upon, like, if you, for some reason, um, don't, you know, follow through with your duties and, you know, you somehow get involved with a, a creature of the lore, they literally re-educate you and remove your memories. And, like, that's just awful. And even Reagan remarks upon how awful, like, this mentality they have is. Um, so that's what I thought. And, like, they talk about, uh, you, you talked about... Um like mind reprogramming and stuff Mm -hmm. but also like just ignorance like how and like I say like these types of organizations and like we can't act as if that they don't exist in real life because they obviously Mm -hmm. do but I also thought it was interesting how they kind of mentioned the ignorance that oftentimes sort of spurs on these types of mentalities because he was like well how are we like we need to control your populations and then reagan is like that's what the the accession is for it's like that's the natural way of like why we we don't like take over the world because we die every 500 years because we are immortal you know what i mean so like we are unnatural and stuff but like it's ignorance like they don't even know and like the whole principle of doing these like um experiments on on the creatures of the lore because they don't understand them it's it's really fucked up and it's like so you're attacking these people and and torturing them because you don't understand them that's the that's that's like the bottom of it is like you don't understand them you don't know them so you torture them so you torture what you don't know and like let's be real that's something that's very real in the real exactly. world exactly mm-hmm. like people just don't understanding each other and so mm-hmm. it's like you're the enemy i must kill you or you don't belong here yeah. or you're different so keyword that you said is people though they don't think uh the order doesn't think the creatures of the lore are people so they don't they literally just look at them as not they're lesser than animals so at that point they don't care what they do to them and i think as you said that is ha- happens you know in the world today in our society other people don't look at others as people and things happen and horrible situations occur um like not like this but you know I think this is obviously an exaggeration of like what our own world is like and yeah ignorance is but the whole principle of Declan being you know being put in a situation where his whole family has died and then he's taken advantage of Mm -hmm. for that reason and someone sees that and harnesses that fear that he has now and turns him into one of those people. Like, that's exactly what happens in real life. Yep. Like, this happens. These these men, especially men online, are being targeted because, oh, you've retweeted or reposted a post that's a little bit strange, and then someone accosts you online and, like, sort of brainwashes you into thinking this fucked-up mentality, and that's how they become you know, fucked up racists who, you know. <laughs> and just think about all the organizations we have in our own world today that, you know, does a lot of uh, questionable things. And anyways, well, I don't want to get into it, but I'm just, you know. The order is very much mirroring our world today in certain situations. And this was written a little while ago. Yeah. And it's still very, very relevant. Yeah. So, yeah. 
so yeah no you're absolutely right us that's definitely one of them for sure i really agree with that um i think for reagan there was also a part of her um i mean i i think it was definitely in in regards to aiden like how she sees him or her relationship with him or how she's holding on to that but also fearing it right because she didn't want declan to become Mm -hmm. aiden so there was definitely something there that she had realized without necessarily realizing that she had realized that, like that she didn't really want Aiden and never really wanted him. Yeah. It was kind of like a, oh, you're my faded mate, faded mate, therefore I should want you type of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, I didn't, I don't think she didn't want him, but, it, but she clearly said that she didn't love him. Yeah. And I think by the end of the book, she realizes she never, w- never would have. Um, so, so I think... It was like, well, maybe he wasn't right for you, and Declan is right for yeah. you, and he respects who you are, and so yeah, I think there was maybe something with that of just like needing to let go yeah. of that. Yeah, I agree. I think her, she had fear first, as you said, of you know losing Aiden again, but also it turned into not wanting to lose Declan. For Reagan, that was the only monster I really had for her was her fear. Um, and that was it. And then Declan already said what his monster was, was his training and his, you know, brainwashing and, like, just the mentality of the Order in general. But I liked how, because for a big part of the book, she thinks that the quote-unquote curse is on Aiden. So I liked how eventually she comes to realize that the curse was actually probably always on her, well, if there was a curse, but... In the sense that she's the one that's always left behind. So I liked how she realized that. She was like, hold on a minute. Like, yeah, sure, he dies every time. Sob fest. Very sad. But, like, I'm the one that's left behind. I remember everything. I I don't die and forget about it and start a new life. I'm still here with the pain of the five deaths of before. You know what I mean? And I I thought that that was important for her. Yeah, I have a quote, like, from that where she where she says that she's the one that's cursed, where he mentions, I'm not going anywhere. Nothing will separate us again. Wouldn't I sense it? The end was near. I've never been more at peace in my entire life. It's pure peace, Reagan. And then with an angry shove, she clambered off him, disentangling herself from his body. What about me? What about my peace? She swayed on her feet as realization hit her. Aiden had never been the one cursed. She was. And then she goes on. When you die this time, Chase, I don't want you to come back. Yeah. Yeah, that was so heartbreaking. And then when he actually got stabbed and she's like, no, I take it back. I want you to come back. Because he was like, I'm not coming back. Because you're right. You don't deserve this pain over and over and over again. I know. Oh, Declan, babe. I loved them. I feel like what could have been a monster for him is the idea of needing to live up to the previous Mm, reincarnations. But I actually think that he toyed with that for a while. He was like, I'll never be Aiden. Look how great Aiden was, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, or like whatever the other guys that followed. But he quickly was like, yeah, no, I can never be this man. Like, (laughs) I'm just, I'm way too tortured for this. It's never going to be me. Um, so, like, I feel like that could have been a thing, and it might have been a thing for a little while, but he got over it, which is, was great. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, himself, his fear of himself, he, he used drugs to try and, and hide away from what he really was. Yeah. 
Oh, question that, that finally brought up. Um, how did you girls feel about um, in the beginning when he, when Reagan also finds out um, that the reason why he was taking drugs when he was younger um, and he became addicted to it was because he was trying to fill that hole inside of him of like not feeling because he wasn't feeling whole because he didn't have Reagan and he didn't, he didn't know that he needed Reagan to feel whole and like to get rid of that weird, like weird sick ache that he had. And it only went away when he had Reagan. How'd you girls feel about that? That he became a junkie because not by like on by because of Reagan, but because of like the situation. And I feel like it shows a side of faded mates that's not great. And I feel like oftentimes yeah. it's not talked about that much of like, cause you know, we read romance, right? So like everyone lives and happily ever after and like that never happens. But like, think about when they lose their faded mates. Yes. Like yeah. think about that. Right. And so that's interesting how he was left with this hole that he couldn't, he couldn't explain. He didn't know what it was. And it was because his faded mm-hmm. mate was not in his life. And like that's just kind of messed up and really sad how like the effects of that when you don't have your faded mate and sometimes you don't even know that you don't have them like you know exactly he was only 15 I think when his parents died mm. and like he was already living on his own in like some junky halfway house and like imagine what yeah. he was like as a child like he was 15 years old he was a teenager yeah but he was still a child and he was suffering through the ache of not having his mate and like the sick feeling he had throughout his whole childhood and like imagine not having an explanation as to why he feels that way i mean just bowen. think of bowen how it it drove him insane when he thought he had yeah. lost lost his mate who wasn't even his mate Yuck and bowen <laughs> that's his face right now this is not over it. <laughs> Bichess Bowen. <laughs> That's his nickname on the podcast, Bichess Bowen. It did. Um, yeah, I mean, he, it drove him insane. He was yeah. he became yeah, alcoholic for a while. He was really depressed. So, like, poor, yeah. poor Declan had no idea. None. And like you said, it's a side we don't see. I mean, we saw, we saw Nikolai with five years of, you know... Hard on, but um, that's that's as far as we got with that. I feel like we don't give enough props to Nikolai for for that. For real, for living. Imagine going to sleep with that though, and waking up with that, and like you know, going about your life with that that. (laughs) for years. (laughs) Nikolai deserves an award. Oh yeah. I have one gripe with this book. Yes, let's hear it. I was I did not get the glove kink that I was hoping I would get. Oh yeah. Um, I was I hoping know. for some glove action because like our boy Declan wears gloves, yeah. which is very hot. But Cressley Cole did not deliver in that department, and I was like, why, Cressley Cole? Why? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, he was touching her up with the glove, but no. But really. when it comes to like insert insertation, is that he the word? He didn't really touch her with his gloves on. Like he hated it. That's, <laughs> I didn't like that he hated it. You know, like I wanted him to be into it. Yeah. And for her to be into it. But like know? he did like touch. I think he did like do some things with it though, but he didn't like actually. You know, there was no real foreplay 
that involved yeah. gloves. It wasn't enough for Marge. There you go. Mm. Um, but that bath scene, though. Can we talk about that bath? It was so hot. I was dying. I like the way that he was like, like, ugh. I was dying. Like, he was just watching her. He crossed his legs. And then, like, she was getting all hot and bothered. And, like, he was getting all hot and bothered. And this man, like, opened his legs oh. wide so she could see. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> He's, oh, I loved how he goes, like, so what would you tell the future reincarnation of me about me? And that's how that whole scene starts of like her obviously taking it to a sexual place where she's like, oh, he would do this and he would touch me like that and then I'm that and then I'm that. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> I felt so that. Good. I so felt good. that. The sex in this book was. Who didn't? Very I remember hot. messaging you. I remember messaging messaging you, uh, Marge, on the side because I knew you would finish the book and you got to that scene obviously already. And I like had to message you. I was like, I forgot how hot this book was. <laughs> but like, it's not like anything really happens ish. I mean, you know, the sex is very, very, very late into the book. It has to be said, but mm-hmm. but you don't yes. feel like you're missing out. I don't know about you guys, but I was no. fully fulfilled with what was going on as it was. Is it time for our dreaded ranking? I guess so. In 10th place, we have Naomi. <laughs> In 9th place, Emma. 8th, Daniela uh, as like a tie with Caro. Mm-hmm. Then we have Lucia in 7. 6 is Katerine. 5 is Mary Ketta. 4 is Holly. 3 is Mist. 2 is Reagan. And 1 is still Sabine for me. <laughs> It just, it, it was hard, but I was like, my girl Sabine still has the edge here because, you know. I feel like you bumped down uh, Katerin a little bit, right? I did, I did yeah. change a couple of things in that, in that, in with the women. I was like, hmm, I feel like Carol is a little bit higher than she was, but Daniela is lower. Katerin lost a, a mm-hmm. spot. I did some moving around. All right, S. Okay, so for 11th place, I have Naomi, 10th, Daniela, 9th, Mist, 8th, Emma, 7th, Katerin, 6th, Sabine, 5th, uh, Carol, 4 Reagan, 3 Lucia, 2 Holly, and 1 Mariquetta. And then I, I, had, I had Daniela uh, lower last time I was looking. I was like, why? So I, for sure she moved like a lot. So this is the first week that I decided to double up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so 10th place is Naomi. 9th is Emma. 8th uh, is Danny. 7th, Lucia. Caro. Then um, Holly. And then Mist. And then Katerin. And then in second spot, I have Sabine and Mariquetta. And first spot goes to Reagan. You know, our lists are not that different, you and I, Seth. I feel like no, my, it's not. as far as the women, my list is quite different from X's, but from you and I, Seth, we're not that different. Yeah. All right. The men. It's getting hard. <laughs> it Pun intended. It's hard. Uh, both um, literally and figuratively. It is getting hard. <laughs> um. All right. In 10th place, Lachlan. Damn. All <laughs> the surprise, surprise. <laughs> Watch me in like a week go, Lachlan in first place. <laughs> I would honestly say April Fool. Yeah, no, I wouldn't believe it. Okay, 
10th place, Lock Lane. In 9th, we have Murdoch. Then 8 is Sebastian. 7th is Conrad and Malcolm. Then 6th is Bowen. 5th is Gareth. 4th is Kate. 3rd is Nikolai. 2nd. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Is Rystrom and first is Declan. Really? I wow. It. I did it. Wow. I'm so sorry, Rystrom. <laughs> really? I debated with myself for a very long time. It broke my heart to put Rystrom in second place. I was like, do I put uh, Declan and Rydstrom as like a tie in first place but I was like first place is like the one number where you cannot have a tie like that is cheating right are you sure because I, I did it well you can't so you're gonna have to change it <laughs> I feel like the first place is like that's the number fair. where you can't have a tie yeah. girl that doesn't work that way you have one number one and that's it yeah so <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so Declan. Oh, you know, oh my, I think my internet's a bit spotty. I think I'm going to have to shut this off. Oh, God. oh no. <laughs> I'm going to have to it, not rank my it men. It doesn't work that way, Saf. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my men are strong. Sure? Can Second I please, place. please? All right, S, let's hear yours. Okay. Um, 11th place, Murdoch. 10th, Conrad. 9th, Sebastian. 8th, Malcolm, 7, Rydstrom, 6, Nikolai, 5, Lacklane, 4, Aiden, sorry, Declan. Aiden? Declan. Declan. <laughs> Declan. Well, clearly we know he's on high on her list. 3rd, <laughs> um, um, Cade, and then 2nd, uh, Gareth, and then Bowen first. I did a little switcheroo because... Okay. Yeah. I'm still sad to see Conrad, you know, literally almost in last spot, but you know, to each their own. I feel like I S, you don't have any ties, right? No, S, no. She's doing it the right way. She's the one that's not cheating. <laughs> I was doing it the right way up until this damn book. I told you up, like from here on out, I, it's hard. Uh, okay. 10 spot, Lockley, ninth Murdoch, eighth place is Sebastian. Seven, Nikolai. Six spot goes to Gareth. Five, Cade. Four, Malcolm. Third spot, Rydstrom. Second spot, Bowen. And Conrad. And first spot Damn. goes to Declan Chase. <laughs> How could you do that? How could you do that to Conrad? How dare you? How <laughs> dare you do that to Conrad? I mean, it's not as if Lothar's going to walk or, like... Walk onto the page next week when we record the next episode, and you're not gonna, you know, boot uh, Conrad to like fourth place or whatnot, right? Okay, well, you guys know, spoiler, Lothair will always be number one for me. Well, so why do you feel bad? We all knew that Conrad was not first place for very long. Yeah. Okay, because Conrad, I love the sweet little boy. Like, oh, you know, God. he's just so sweet and like needs some loving. And like, he was sharing the first spot with Declan. Um, but, you know, things happen, and um, so, sadly, he had to uh, be booted down. <laughs> Sorry. 
Right. But, like, Declan is just, like you said, he's a perfect balance of, like, like, uber darkness and, like, you know. Emotion, but like, also character growth. But also yeah. he doesn't completely become someone else by the end of the book. Exactly. He's still very much himself. He's and, high. like, he's just a tortured man in need of love and, like, in need of, like, some peace in this world. And, like, he finds his light, pun intended, in Reagan. <laughs> and it's just so beautiful despite, like, torturing her. And, whew, the first torture scene, though, actually killed me because he was actually torturing her with the poison. Mm-hmm. And, like, when her shoulder popped out of its socket, I was like, wow, yeah. wow. And he, he was torturing himself as he was doing it. Yeah. And, like, probably did not understand why. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, you're like, why am I feeling what this person is feeling as I'm torturing them? How weird. I'm yeah. supposed to be, like, a cold-hearted killer. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that will be fun when we get to the next book. Um, I'm excited to hear your thoughts as well as S's. I'm, like, I'm nervous. But, like, I think my nervousness has, like, been, a, you know, it went down a bit because I know, you know, you blinked once. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I'm nervous about S's thoughts, though, for sure. We'll see. But I can't believe we finally got to the most awaited book on this podcast. Well, for me, because I needed you girls to get to Lost Air. On that note, well, I mean, I'm glad there's no battles that broke out this week. <laughs> I feel like last week was, like, very nearly the third world war happened <laughs> like yeah. it was it was close um this week everything went well no one got yeah. upset <laughs> but next week though maybe i swear to god if lothair is not in your top three for any of you i will come over there girl for s i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past her to not have him in, in her th- top three because like i don't it's all give werewolves. a shit it's all werewolves even Declan. i think my top it. three hasn't changed at i don't all. give a shit s if he's not in your top three me and you are gonna have words and they're not gonna be but good Declan didn't make it if Declan doesn't make it lothair is not gonna make it i don't think i'm just saying i just s i need you to know our friendship um hangs in the balance here <laughs> i just said no wars broke out and we're about to <laughs> It's about to break out. This is for next week, though. This is just a teaser of what the next episode on Immortals After Dark would be like. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's, let's continue on. But I just need you to know I'm watching you. There might be a, a, a friendship ending next episode, you guys. So We're, Stay tuned. This is going to end on a big cliffhanger. Will our friendship survive this or not? All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us this week um, as we discussed Dreams of a Dark Warrior by Leslie Cole. (laughs) What's that? I hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you have a ranking of your own one, feel free to, you know, send us a tweet online. We would love to know what your ranking is, which I don't know. We might get mad about your ranking. I don't know. (laughs) Or if you want to question our ranking, you want us to defend, you know, who's in our top spots, um, like <coughs> Lockley. <coughs> oh, God. Stop it. Um, then, sure, go ahead. Um, so if you want to do so, you can uh, find us on social media. Um, on Twitter, we are at the RTM Pod, And on Instagram, we are at 
the Romancing the Monsters podcast. You can also email us, email us if you want to at romancingthemonsterspodcast at gmail.com and you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Lovers. And you can find me as on Twitter and on Instagram at ButThisBook. And you can find me, Steph, on both Instagram and Twitter at ProsWithWoes. Alrighty, and that's it. See you next week. Bye! Bye.